0: talking to a, a teacher about whales, fishes, whales, and the teacher said, uh, the science teacher said to her, it's physically un- impossible for a whale to swallow a human being, because a whale, even though a whale is a large mammal, its throat is very small, and the little girl, you know, this good little Christian girl, she goes to Sunday school, she said, "But, but what about Jonah? Jonah was swallowed by a whale, And slightly irritated, the science teacher repeated again in a kind of slightly sarcastic way, no, no, Teresa, whatever her name was, um, a whale could not swallow a human being because it's physically impossible. And so this little girl said to the teacher, when I get to heaven, I will ask Jonah. And the teacher said, well, what if Jonah went to hell? (laughs) And the the, the little girl replied, then you ask him. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, many, many parents here can relate to some of our children who could answer like that. Um, <laughs> we're, um, let's move it on. Um, I'd like for you to open up. We're going to look at uh, our scripture. We're gonna, I'd love you, us to open up our Bibles to the book of Joshua, we're gonna read the first part of Joshua chapter one, but we're especially focused on verse five and five to nine. I'm gonna be speaking about biblical meditation as part of our series on the scripture. Um, we're jumping ahead. Last week Phil came, did a fantastic job looking at the kind of the helicopter view of the Bible. And then next week Viv's come in and it's gonna be amazing. Um, but I'm fairly pragmatic, and so I've kind of, this should have come towards the end of our series, but I just want to get on and do it. I want to do what the Bible says, and so um, we're going to be looking at how we how we meditate today. Um, I, w- I want to just try and focus our time this morning, because what I believe is in here is a tool for us as a community, and it's necessary for this, I think, for this time um, uh, Over the last years, I've never seen a time in in my life as, you know, uh, Viv and I, we seek to listen and to pastor and to care and to set vision for where we're going. I've never seen a time in my life where there's been this battle over the mind, this battle over our emotional mental health. And I, I really believe that biblical meditation is a, there's a key in here to help us. Whether you're, you have anxiety, worries, emotional health, mental health. You see, the Bible isn't just to help us, to equip us to do the works. It's not just here to edify us, to instruct us, to teach us, but it gives us tools for life. And one of the byproducts I want to propose a meditation is we get a healthy mind. Our mental health increases. And so, what we're going to do is we're going to look at Joshua chapter 1. Um, let me just give you some overarching view of, uh, of Joshua. So Joshua is now receiving the baton from Moses. God is now giving the mantle and the the, battle, the, uh, the baton that he gave to Moses. And this passage is where the Lord speaks to Joshua. And he says, you know, my servant Moses is dead, but his job is now your job. And what he, what he gives Joshua is something to remind him how to build himself up. And I, I, just, I just wondered whether that might be helpful for, for us today as a, as a community. Um, you see, Joshua is now leading the descendants. The context here is Joshua is now given this mantle of leading tens of thousands of, of the descendants of the people who first received the promised, promise that they, about the promised land. And the rest of Joshua is how they get the promised land. Uh, So it's a fantastic book. But Joshua comes in now with a bunch of people who haven't received the promise yet. Um, The spies go out. They come back and they said, you know, it's true. Everything the Lord said about the promised land is true. It's a land flowing, flowing with milk and honey. But, there's always a but, but they come back and say, there's giants there. There's this military, well-equipped uh, military force all throughout the land, much more equipped than us. You see, these people that Joshua is now leading are, are children of the slaves, and they're now supposed to have this military conquest in this, in this land. They're basically saying, and it goes on, they say, you know, we're grasshoppers compared to, compared to where we're going. We're here... They are there, and there's no way that we can measure up to this challenge. So because of their unbelief, they disqualified themselves of the very thing that God had promised. Do you ever resonate with that? I know I I resonate with that. I disqualified myself of the very thing that God uh, promised over me. Um, This isn't really part of the talk, but... um, (laughs) The, promise, the prom- promises that God has made over your life, it actually requires some level of active faith to receive that promise. If we can imagine like a seed, God gives you a promise of a seed. It might be a, a thought, it might be something that, a talent that God has given you. He gives you this seed of thought, this seed, this prophetic word. And with that seed comes this invitation for you and I to partner with we received that seed, it's now up to us to, to activate faith, to have this active faith to kind of receive that promise. Let me say it another way, we're trying to make it really simple. Kesar um, Asra, if it will happen, it will happen, is absolute nonsense. Um, forgive me for saying this, that's really bad theology. If you live your life just going, if, it's, if it will happen, it will happen. Whenever God gives you a promise, He gives us an invitation to release active faith to, to create that create that promise. And so, Mo, uh, so Joshua is here. God has uh, given us given him this promise, and Mo, and and Joshua, uh, God tells Mo, Moses, uh, God tells Joshua this. Let's go to verse one. Let's get back on page. Um, I'm reading from the NIV but I'm going to throw out some other uh, other types of versions as well. Moses and this is what it says. Moses the servant of the Lord died. After that the Lord spoke to Joshua. My servant Moses is dead. Now then, I want you and all these people to get ready to cross the Jordan River. I want all of you to go into the land I'm about to give to the Israelites. I will give you every place you walk on just as I promised Moses. Your territory will reach from the Negev desert all the way to Lebanon. The great Euphrates River will be to the east. The Mediterranean Sea will be to the west. Your territory will include the Hittite country. Um, Let's go on. Let's move on, and I'll come back to this. Um, Verse 5. Joshua, no one will be able to oppose you as long as you live. I will be with you just as I was with Moses I will never leave you I will never desert you be strong and brave you will lead these people they will take the land as their very own it's the land I promised to give their people long ago listen to this be strong and very brave make sure you obey the whole of the law my servant Moses gave you do not turn away from it from the right or to the left then you will have success everywhere you go. Okay, let's stop stop right there. I just wanted to connect the dots about Old Testament promised land. It's this natural picture of the New Testament concept of the kingdom of God. It's the fact that when you, again, God gives you a seed, He gives you a promise, He gives you an invitation to enter into the promised land, or as the New Testament talks about it, the kingdom of God. when you enter a realm of maybe at some level of maturity, uh, someone said to me the other day, um, I, "I've been depressed all my life. I'm finding some freedom like I've never felt before." There, they vent- I go. Okay, that's kingdom of God. The kingdom of God has come. Um, six months ago, a lady came into our balam site. And she came in, forgive me if I've said this story already, uh, she came into a Balaam site six months ago and vowed 10 years ago she would never, ever go to church again because of what happened to her by the church. And, and she's kind of stumbled into the church. And as we do on every Sunday, we just invite people to receive prayer because we believe in the pa- in power of prayer. And so she comes forward towards the end of the, the time uh, I can remember the space. So in Balaam, it's, it's about here. And I can remember the, the space. She just h- held out her hands. And then she started trembling and shaking under the power of God. And then she just hit the deck on the floor. She just fell backwards and sh- shook. And there was occasional scream. And so it was a little bit awkward with the children around. Cause, and then people were sort of walking over her. And what's going on? Um... But in my language, he was just delivered in that, in that sense. All of that 10 years of unforgiveness and trauma and just stuff, she was free. Um, two months ago, and so she's been coming along every, ever since. Two months ago, she said to us, um, my husband, I, I really hate the church. I used to really hate the church. My husband really, really hates the church. But he, he is in a lot of pain. And so he's agreed for you to come and come into the house, but you're not allowed to see him. He doesn't want to see the pastor; he hates pastors. And so I was like, "Sure, I'm game." And um, and so uh, many of you know Johnny, Johnny and Sarah. Uh, I said, "Johnny, just come and come with me." And so we we ended up in her lounge. Her husband's like 20 feet away in the bedroom, and I was trying to encourage. You know, can I just go in and? Say hi. She's like no, 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 no. The fact that you're in the house is a miracle. And so we just prayed for her. We prayed and we blessed her. And again the power of God, the kingdom of God came on her. And uh I thought, how can I get to pray for him? And I'd been reading in the New Testament where Paul he would lay his hands on handkerchiefs and they would get sent or Peter would have this shadow and so I thought, you know, we're New Testament believers. So I said, do you have any tissue or handkerchief? And she said, no, I've got a toilet roll. She's <laughs> like, well, that'll do. And so we, we just got the scriptures and we just said, you know, just as the Apostle Paul laid his hands, what we want to do is pray a blessing on, on you. And she was like, do you need some oil? Do we, do we have to do anything? I was like, uh, we just, let's just lay our hands on them. We laid our hands on, on this bit of toilet roll. And um, <laughs> And so he had this infection in his hand, and it was swollen. Uh, within two days, he would have to go to A&E, the doctor was saying, if it swel- swells anymore. And so it was, he was desperate. And so Johnny and I left, with, and she had the handkerchief, said, you know, next time you see your husband, just lay, uh, lay this tissue on husband's hand. And she sent me a photo like half an hour later, before and after. And as that tissue just went on that husband's hand, the swelling went down, color came back, and I was like, wow, it works. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) Who knew? It doesn't stop there. So we've released some active faith. Now the husband is entering into something. And so then just a couple of weeks ago, last week, he said, reached out to the church and said i could do with some help our cellar we just need some stuff moving from our our cellar can the church help which was a miracle it's a miracle and so yesterday paul and a couple of boys it took 20 minutes 20 minutes um i banned paul from saying any sort of jesus banter (laughs) he did well i did well Um, but we just go there's a story you know there's the promised land six months ago, or the last 10 years, there's no entry for God to break into that family. All of a sudden, just things are happening. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so uh, we, are, we are about to just lay out. I, I really want to lay my hands on, on this man. And uh, so do pray, do pray, do pray, because uh, this is revival. Kingdom of, God, kingdom of God's here. There's always this invitation into the realm. Whenever you see a level of breakthrough, you've entered into the kingdom of God. Jesus announced it. He said, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's near, it's close. Uh, He said, if I cast a demon out by, by, if I cast the demon out of you by the spirit of God, the kingdom of God has come upon you. And for you and I, whether it's healing, whether it's provision, whether it's success, whether it's forgiveness, whether it's reconciliation with family members, whenever there's a level of freedom that that comes about, it's the kingdom of God breaking in. All right, let's carry on reading. Verse 8. Some translations say, meditate. Meditate. Never stop reading, my translation saying, never stop meditating on this book of the law. Day and night, you must think about what it says. Make sure you do everything written on it. Then things will go well with you and you will have great success. Here is what I'm commanding you to do. Be strong and brave. Do not be afraid. Do not lose hope. I am the Lord your God. I will be with you everywhere you go. Okay. Show of hands, how many of you have ever been so anxious or worried about something, it's kept you up at night? Just keep your hands up for me. How many of you just had this thing going over in your brain, maybe all night long, or for hours and hours and hours? You couldn't sleep. Okay, so we all know how to meditate. (laughs) I could end the talk there. We all know how to meditate. What we want to do, and what I'm hoping to help us with now, is we just need to change the subject matter. We all know how to meditate. There's no sort of technical things that I can give you, because we all do it. Every day, we know how to meditate. We just need to change the subject matter. In the scripture here, I don't know whether you notice, uh, God says to Joshua time and time and time again, be strong, Be courageous. He says again, Joshua, be very strong, be very courageous. He's like saying, did you hear me, Joshua? I'm commanding you, be strong, be courageous. Don't be dismayed, don't be fearful, don't become anxious. He gives all Joshua these commands. Uh, But this is probably typical of the Lord. He doesn't give us, I want, what are the five top tips, God, for how to be strong, how to be courageous? Give me, give me how, give me the how. It's a bit like church. Jesus never tells us how to do church. He just says, gather together, break bread, take communion, off you go. And so we do that. God says to Joshua, be strong. But there's this tiny slither here. I, I believe it's like this is extremely profound slither that if we got it, if we caught it, it makes everything else in this passage make sense. Verse 8. Never stop meditating on the book of the law. Never stop reading. Never stop meditating on this word day and night. Can I just say this? I, I actually think biblical meditation is one of the most, sorry, the most neglected Christian di- discipline in the body of Christ. Not one of them. It's the most neglected area. Um, when I when I first became a, a follower of Jesus, I was 16, 17 and just God, uh, people gave me these, these God books. And one was the ce- Celebration of Discipline. Richard Foster, Richard Foster fantastic book. And he, this guy, this youth leader, he said, read this book and do everything in this book. I was like, okay. So I just assumed that's what we did as Christians. We just got given a book and we obeyed what the kind of wiser people told us to do. Um, and so there's this chapter on Meditation this chapter on how to read and how to read the bible and so i, w- I would just do what it said in the celebration discipline and, and just look at the scriptures and read it when Viv and i got married i uh, as i said my, f- my favorite books are song of songs uh ephesians isaiah revelations and romans if i could take you know top top five books to take away on a deserted island you know take the whole bible but I'd, I'd have i'd have those i'd have those i'd have those files, and so i would spend probably years just meditating through these these books and my i, w- I was working in prisons across london and across the southeast uh, and across the whole of the south and so i would travel around different prisons uh, just with my uh, with my uh, with my charity and on the way back i was really into the throne of god and so i'd meditate on the throne of god throughout the scriptures and i landed on revelation 4 about the throne room and i spent like months just working my own way through studying it but meditating on it and in the in revelation 4 it talks about the thunder and the lightning that comes in the throne of god and as i was traveling back from a prison in exeter i was traveling up the a303 and then the M3 across, and this thunderstorm was following me the whole way, like three hours. And I was in the middle of, like, the thunder and lightning. And so I'd ring Viv before, you were able, before it was illegal to phone. <laughs> I, I would ring Viv and say, it's happening, it's the thunder, it's the lightning, I, I'm in the middle of the throne of God. And was like, just drive, like don't worry about that, just drive, but for three hours, just this thunderstorm was going on around me, and I, I would see lightning strikes, and okay, it's Revelation 4, we're going up, we're going up, we're out, I'd phone Viv 20 minutes later, it's happening, it's the throne room, I can feel it, I can sense it, just drive, just stop it, just drive, and so biblical meditation became part of my fabric, who, who, I, who I am. I wanted to read you um, a definition of meditation. Um, th- uh, just very quickly, meditation as a definition—it's me- the means are to reflect on, to mutter, to ponder, to make a quiet sound such as a sigh, to meditate or contemplate something as one repeats the words over and over again. It represents quite unlike. The English meditation, which is m- purely a mental exercise, in Hebrew thought, to meditate upon the Scriptures is to quietly repeat them in a soft, droning sound, while utterly abandoning outside distractions. I really love this. Um, from this tradition, this historical tradition that uh, the Jewish people would do, they would there was came form this type of Jewish prayer called davidening and it's the reciting reciting the text you having intense prayers or getting lost in communion with god and while rocking back and forth that's the davidening type of prayer And we see that at the wailing wall that rocking it's this physical response to the intense prayers or the scriptures so when you see the people you know rocking back and forth at um the Wailing War, that's that's that term, Davidin. Now, what I'm not saying is every Sunday we create a kind of <laughs> a wave and we all have to kind of in time do that. I've been to some churches where they do that. We probably won't do that here. Um but it's this idea, sometimes when I get lost in scripture or lost in prayer, I just find myself just gently rocking, just gently rocking and allowing my whole body. To get activated in, in in what's going on in my heart and my soul and my mind. So divinin. Uh, because often what we do, and this is this is you and I, often what we do is we we read scripture, we say, Amen, that was great. We're encouraged by what we read, and then we move on. We kind of we kind of say the scripture is just another bolt on to my life. I've got a, a, a zillion other things that I do. Scripture is just one of those sort of bolt-ons and, and add-ons. But the Lord has given us some instructions here. Um, do you remember we talked about the promised land? God has given us a promise from the Scripture we can ch- and this invitation for us to activate, pro- uh, activate faith and to do some of the promises that that God has God has given us and I, my picture for today I always have like pictures what's the what's one picture for today and the picture for today is just that it's a welcome mat uh just as I was praying last week just I just want to give us a welcome a fresh start to the scriptures again a uh, permission to come in again wipe your feet get rid of the dust and the dirt and let's start again with the scriptures there's this open invitation constantly, every day. The good news is His mercies are new every morning. So every day is a fresh start. I can just come to that welcome mat of the Scriptures, brush, the, brush my dust off, brush my dirt off, and start again with the Scriptures. Um, as I was saying, my, my interaction with, with what God has said in the Scriptures became part of the fabric of my being and again what I want to encourage you with is not just a two-minute exercise in reciting a verse Um, it's I I want to encourage you it's a lifetime of this engagement with what the Lord has said that the scriptures tell us that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God God is saying to you and I you're alive because I talk. You're alive because everything in thrives. Everything about you thrives because I've spoken. And He's deposited this word, uh, a potential for your emotional and mental health. For, and it goes on: For a successful life, God is inviting us to take His word, ponder, mutter, memorize. Fill your mouth with his words. Because I, I know, you, you and I know, there's, everything every day is prophesying over you. Everything is communicating to you. I was trying to do some research about uh, commercials and advertisements, and it's anything between 50,000 and 100,000 communication adverts or communication messages every day we're receiving. Every day we're receiving, even if it's 10,000 even if it's really low that's a lot of messages that are coming your way and uh, I want to encourage you it's more than a few verses on a tuesday morning that are going to get you through it's it's our potential to interact with god himself who is the word many people are asking me you know what's the will of god for my life it's in the scriptures it's in the word of god what does god want me to do it's in the scriptures I'll leave you with that. I'm about to go off paste again. Um, I can, I can honestly, sl- uh, honestly say as God changes us from the inside out through his word, it changes how we think, how we feel, how we react, how we respond. And it's woven into us because we, you and I have taken time to meditate, to utter, to, to rehearse, Some of the phrases that I have is like a meditation is like the regurgitating of a cow, uh, where cows have like four stomachs and so they eat, but they regurgitate it over and over again. Sounds gross, but it's this idea that throughout my day, I'm just bringing up scriptures, I'm just talking in my mouth over scriptures. And so you'll see me up and down Balaam often just quoting scriptures to myself, just muttering and moaning. Uh, because, you know, in, in Balaam and probably Battersea, Clapham Junction, there are a whole bunch of languages going on. So me quoting scriptures or praying in tongues is just another. People aren't going to notice. People, people don't notice. I've tried to do it really loudly as well. People don't, people don't notice. Really don't notice. Okay. I want to give you. Some Five top tips. Five top tips to meditate, and then we'll uh, then we'll pray and minister. Um, The other thought I had is that just there's some. Remember I talked about putting your hands up. uh, If you lack sleep, I I just feel like God wants to minister to people where sleep's an issue, and so we're we're going to pray for some individuals in a minute. Okay, number one. Five ways to meditate. Read it. Uh, read it and read it and read it. You might look for key words, key phrases. Focus on what you read. Don't just read it like a novel. Just focus. Focus on what you read. You might notice sp- specific words uh, that may be emphasised and how it affects the meaning. Okay, number two. Write it. It might be that um, as you as you activate your... what What I want to do is encourage you to activate your whole body in this process. So writing it creates this, I, I'm going to activate part of my other uh, memory in terms of writing the scriptures down. Not like a school, t- school test, like I've, you need to write 50, 50 words, 50 lines, but I'm just writing down the scriptures. I'm just writing them over and over again just to then get them into my memory. Number two, I've talked about this, say it. Read the verse aloud, read it out loud. As you open up the scriptures, read it aloud. Um, In Romans, it talks about faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay, another one, sing it. I find, uh, if I'm honest, I find this one a little bit uncomfortable. Singing singing scriptures, um, I love worship, I'll sing uh, sing on my own. Please don't put me in the worship band. Um, but I love singing. Um, this one, uh, singing, uh, Christianity, Christianity is the only religion where there's uh, corporate worship going on, corporate singing going on. It's the only religion that creates environments for corporate singing. And uh, there's something about what God has got for singing to unlock part of our emotional uh, health. The number one, the number one uh, I- thing that pe- that young people turn to is music. There's something about music and singing which unlocks our hearts to to that. You might want to declare verses in song. You might want to sing out some verses. So when I, so there's a n- number of verses where I'll 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 have a melody and I'll sing. Again, I'm not going to do it here, Um, but Song of Songs, your love is better than wine. It's been a kind of a declaration, but I've started singing it. No chance. (laughs) Because God's singing over you. Did you know that? God's singing over you. Anyway, what we're doing is we're singing back to God. Okay, and next one, pray it. Again, I don't want to speak a lot about prayer. In February, we're going to do a whole uh, series on prayer. But prayer is simply this God-ordained means to communicate with Him. And so when you take a prayer in the Scriptures, we can pray it to God and allow God to, to move us. Okay. Amen. Let's finish there. What I'd like you to do is if you struggle with sleep, if sleep's an issue for for you right now, uh, or you have any migraines, headaches, any issues, um, you might have had some trauma, head trauma, it might be that you're, you've got some issues with your mouth, anything to do with your head or your brain, uh, would you just stand up if you've got issues with sleep or any kind of head, head issues? Great, keep, keep standing there, there's a few more people. Okay, if you're around those people, would you, would you just lay your hands on them? Would you just bless them? And uh, we just wanna declare that the, the God of comfort, the God of peace will move. Make sure, every, if, you, if you haven't got anyone praying for you, just put your hand up. Make sure everyone's got prayer. There's a guy at the back. Chris at the front here. need someone to pray. for. Make sure everyone has prayer. And just release the God of comfort, the God of peace. kingdom of God is breaking in. And I declare joy comes in the morning. Joy comes through your sleep. We just command anxiety, worries to disappear right now. We say all curses be broken. We break any uh, spirit of affirmity. We say no more sleep deprivation. And we just say, God is working in your sleep. God is working in the night. Come, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. If I can just invite the worship team to come up. We're just going to just keep carrying on praying for them. Blessing what God's doing. Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Come. We declare Romans 8. You are working together for good for those who are in Christ Jesus. In all situations, you're working for good. Come, Holy Spirit. Is there a Michael here? Anyone called Michael? Mike? Michael? Michelle? (laughs) Michaela? (laughs) Okay. Come, Holy Spirit. Okay, let's worship. Just carry on receiving prayer. If if you've come with any sickness or illness or injury, why don't you come forward and come receive some prayer as well? We're going to invite the power of Jesus to come upon you.